On this episode of the Incredible Hulk podcast, we talk to Alex Moran. She is the director of marketing at Applied Imaging and also is moonlighting during this shelter-in-place order as Post Malone. Yes. Links in the show notes if you want to see the images, but we have this amazing conversation about how the Post Malone thing came to be, and then we start talking about creativity and the act of creating and sort of leaning into that creativity, and then what happens when you're done making? What does that feel like? So I had a blast talking to Alex, and I hope you have a blast listening to it on this episode of the Incredible Hold Podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for me to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Don't tell television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Alex, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you doing, Eric? I am amazing, all things considered. Uh, and obviously, I'm talking to you because you've decided that you are going to spend <laughs> quarantine as as Post Malone, which I find both uh, amazing and intriguing. And so, quickly, like, where did this even come from, Alex? And like, when did you go, hey, let's let me do this for multiple days in a row and just sort of stay in character as if you're, you know, Christian Bale getting ready to play Batman? Yeah, well, so uh, there was a group of girlfriends and I, like, we had planned to do a Zoom, you know, get together one night, and we had already done a couple, and somebody was like, well, let's do a costume party, and I just randomly was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to dress up as Post Malone, like, just thought it was funny, Uh, and it just popped in my head, and I'm like, I don't, I'll just draw face tattoos on or something, I don't know, so then the day that it was happening, um, I was in my, you know, wrap up meeting with my team for work. And I was explaining to them, yeah, you know, I, right after this, I have to put all these tattoos all over my face so I can look like Post Malone. They're like, well, we need to see you do this. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm on the call with them and they're watching me and they're actually all putting it on their faces now too. And we're all just like cracking up. And then, you know, I hung up with them and I went and put on a turtleneck with my grandma's old blazer that I have and put my hair in braids. And then when I like caught a picture or like I, I caught view of myself in the mirror and I like looked at myself and I looked at the picture of him and looked at myself and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> we've done it. We've done it I, folks. I exactly. Like him right now. And it's weird. And so, uh, immediately I like, couldn't even wait for the zoom call to start. I called my friend Katie fudge who, you know, who yes. lives yep. out in Illinois and I, she just answered the FaceTime and immediately started cracking up. And I'm like, I can't believe how much this, you know, I look like him. So we couldn't quit dying laughing about it for like a full day. And then she texted me the next day with a screenshot of our FaceTime. And she goes, dude, I dare you to dress up like him every day for two weeks to see if he'll notice. And she like Katie and I have a very unique relationship. Like we always say that we were when we were in our we met when we were 23. And we say that we were essentially the same person until we like got to this crossroad in life and we were just like, okay, we each got it from here. And like, I became who I am and she moved to California and has two kids now and is married, you know? And so we're still super similar. And she knows that if she dares me to do something, I like physically cannot say no. So that's how that started. And now I'm doing it and it has definitely snowballed. I also can't do things like half-ass. 
Well, I was going to say that. Like, you are not the person who's like, yeah, I'm going to put on a blazer and call myself Post Malone. I mean, you're, I, I wouldn't be, I mean, you, I know you probably wouldn't do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if you told everyone that you just got actual tattoos just for the bit. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and it's escalated because, like, you know, I posted one picture and a friend of mine commented, oh, you didn't, you know, he has finger tattoos. And I was like, okay, well, now I have to add those. <laughs> and then my coworker, Trang, was like, he has a big neck tattoo. You need to add. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, now I have to add a neck tattoo. So <laughs> it's definitely like I've added more and more to the tattoos. Um, but so, so it, it obviously takes so, longer and longer. To yeah. Do so it. Alex, how long does it take? To, first of all, how like what is the process of doing this? Because, and I'll put a link in the show notes so people can actually see this. I mean, it's uncanny. Um, <laughs> And so I'm wondering, like, you're obviously using a mirror to do this, but, like, how, how long does it take to do all of that? Yeah. So the face tattoos I've gotten startlingly fast at. Um, it's like the face tattoos and you're gonna the be, You're going to be awesome at toddler birthdays when we get back together. <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, the problem is I am doing it in the mirror, so every I have to write everything backwards. Right. Um, but I'm also, you know, I have a uh, – I've, I've – dabble in art as well so i'm very ocd about it um but so yeah the beard with the face tattoos uh takes about 20 minutes now which is not bad wow um and then the hand and arm tattoos with the neck tattoos probably another like 20 to 30 minutes um but the cool thing is is like you know every day i i have a i manage a team of five of us from a marketing team and so we do a call at the end of every day just to make sure we're all on the same page and so they're always like, hey, can you, you know, you should put it on. I'm like, cool. So I'm, I'm putting it on in our meetings while we're talking. Um, so it, it's a good use of my time, actually. And so one of the, you know, there, there's a couple things, a couple reasons I wanted to talk to you, not the least of which is this totally insane story. But um, the other is just like your general demeanor in life and, and how you just sort of approach things with this zest for life. And I, I'm wondering, you know, how are you doing amidst all of this, right? Because you're an extremely social human and we're not social at all right now heading into week, yeah. what, nine? Um, so, you know, how are you doing for real? Yeah, um, honestly, really, really well. I mean, one thing I think, and I, I mean, I appreciate you, the compliments that you just gave me very much, but I think one thing that has always helped me to have um, this sort of passion for life is I, I'm an extremely thankful person. Um, and I just really, you know, I see, but my mom calls me a bleeding heart also. So (laughs) I'm sure that's, that's super helpful and kind. (laughs) Yeah. But I see all of this stuff going on around and it, like pains me to not be able to do anything to help. Um, so I don't spend a ton of time thinking about like me and my situation, I think, and more of like, I can, I can tend to hyper-focus on like the pain that the world is experiencing and that can kind of bring me down. So to be able to do anything to make people smile or laugh is like my absolute passion in life. Um, because I think it just cures everything that ails anybody, you know? So it's just when, uh, when Katie said, you know, I dare you to do this. I was like, well, one creative outlet, this is great. Cause I sure. need one of those. Um, and you know, it has definitely, allowed me to be social in a way that I wasn't able to before in the quarantine. Um, because you're right. Like that is a huge part of me is that social side of me. And I was super worried about, about, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. 
That was Katie. It's probably Post Malone, um, right? Yeah, right. I was super worried about how how this quarantine would affect me because of my social nature, but um, it, it's allowed me to just hone in on, uh, I think, a, a new perspective, right? Like, I can be social with, a, you know, just a phone call or a FaceTime and how meaningful those things can be to both me and to other people. And, you know, this started out as a joke. And it, I mean, it still is a joke. I'm not, I don't believe I'm posting it. <laughs> hey guys, it started out as a joke, but I want to let everyone know on this podcast, I'm, I'm doing Still this, joke. like going full, <laughs> yeah. this is me now going forward. Yeah. Uh, this is my life now. Um, but it's funny. Like I started like probably day three, I started getting like private messages from people and comments from people and people I haven't seen since like high school being like, you have no idea how much joy this is bringing me. You're, you know, like, thank you for doing this. You're bringing, you're bringing so much laughter to the world. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. I mean, that was not the intention at first, <laughs> but I kind of was, but now it's like, now it's, I want to put like really make it something that I think is funny and aligns with my sense of humor because I enjoy seeing how it changes people's days for the better. And so a couple things we are today as you and I are speaking is day 11. Yes. Yes. And has he recognized you yet as a, as a sovereign nation of Malone's? He has not, he has not recognized me yet, but, uh, I posted a video yesterday, like at like eight at night, I think. And, uh, um, which is amazing, which is amazing by the way. Oh, the beer pong one. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's funny cause people comment, Oh, you, you know, you, you're, you're so good. I'm like, well, you missed the, uh, like, 45 misses yeah, this on that is, last. This is my favorite part about TikTok, that everyone just assumes you're doing it in real time. Like, when you see all these incredible feats where people hit a golf club 712 yards, and they're like, <laughs> you're amazing. And they're like, yeah, I did that for three days before that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, – the first two were super easy. It was that last one. I'm like, what? I don't – I need to go back to college or something. But, right. um, no, yeah, I, I posted that one, and – that one had kind has kind of taken off. I haven't looked at it since I woke up, but this morning I had all these notifications on. I'm like, oh, okay. I got like 700 new followers and it's at like 30,000 views. So I was like, whoa, okay. So, but people are now commenting all over it that they're like pissed. Like, where is he? I'm like, you know, it's okay. He's probably got things to do, guys. <laughs> but, well, to be fair, Alex, he doesn't actually have anything to do because we're all inside, uh, you know. So there's that. Uh, and then the other thing that I thought was funny is like you did you really pick up a sponsor already for this? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so um, there's this coffee. So I was I'm in Grand Rapids now, but I was staying on the east side of the state with my family for a bit. And there's this coffee Lexington Coffee Company that's like 40 minutes north of my mom's house on the lake. And they had um, commented and liked a couple of the things I had posted. And so I, they were like, this is awesome. And so I just commented back like, oh, ha, maybe we'll come out to visit you. And then they were like, no, please do. And we will, you know, give you free coffee and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I will. So I dressed up like him. And then my little sister and I were heading out there. I was like, oh, I should probably let them know, you know? So I said, I messaged Post Malone in route. And I get a message back that just says, damn. And I was like, I don't, maybe, I don't know what that means, but let's go anyway. So we get there. The owner of the coffee shop actually 
I think owns another company. He left his other job to come there <laughs> <laughs> and to give me these coffees. And he just was like, I mean, messaged me too, like, you just made my whole day. And I hope that my daughter grows up to have your sense of humor. And I'm just like, I love how much joy this is giving people because I mean, like I said, what there's not, I, it's so easy to feel like I can't do anything to help anybody right now. So if I can spend, you know, 45 minutes each day putting on tattoos to make people enjoy like one part of their day. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's, what's interesting, Alex, and you and I have, you know, probably a little bit over a decade, uh, relationship. And, and when my buddy Brian tagged me in your, whatever, I don't know which day that was six or seven. Um, and he's like podcasts. And, and I, <clears throat> I was going to talk to you when it was over, hopefully that, mm-hmm. that post had talked to you and that would make the story all much better. But he texted me after he tagged me and he's like, she's really good at, at doing that internet thing. And I said, well, I mean, if you've been paying attention, she's she's always been good at that internet thing. Um, <laughs> well, no, I mean it, and that's why I want to talk about like your creative process because you've always been, even for the stuff that you do for Applied, you've always approached things in your own unique way to gather an audience. And I, you know, I wonder if you might sort of share that process that you kind of, as you said, you don't do things half-assed; you go in all in. But you're also looking at it from a different angle than I think most people ever look at creation. And I wonder if you have if you have words around that and maybe you don't, I don't, but just from an outsider's yeah. point of view, I always look at your stuff and go, yeah, you're, you're really good at what you do. And you come at it from an angle that no one else would see, which is what makes it so good. Yeah. I mean, so I've not ever put it into words, but I can try. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah. I would say, you know, one thing is, uh, I would say there's probably two major factors that go into, how I approach any project like that. Um, One being that I think that one of the most important human qualities is empathy. And I've, I have, I think I'm naturally an empathetic person, but I've also worked really hard to, and I continue to work hard to be empathetic. Um, And I think sometimes people shy away from that because when you become super empathetic, uh, it, can be exhausting and it can be hard, right? Cause you're feeling other people's pain sometimes, but you're also then feeling their happiness. And so it's, it's a really beautiful kind of a roller coaster. But, um, whenever I'm, I'm approaching anything, I like to think about like, you know, what is the kind of emotion I want this person to feel? Uh, most of the time for me, it's laughter just because that's my personality. Um, and so I like to try to make people not only entertained, but to, allow them to laugh and feel a little bit more relaxed, at least for if it's, a, you know, the 30 seconds that they're watching my video. Um, but then the second important thing that I, I think I kind of like keep in my mind is um, I'm a huge advocate of play, right? So uh, I kind of had coined a term, which because, you know, I've been told to grow up a few times in my life. And so I to, <laughs> just a few and I don't, I don't imagine it stopping anytime soon, you know, as I dress up like post Malone every day. But um, I, so I like to tell people to grow down. I'm like, why don't you grow down? Cause I just think that like, uh, I think people try to be too adult sometimes. Um, and so I, when I'm looking at these different projects, I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I play with this? Like, if I can enjoy myself in doing this and creating this, it's going to show through. 
And I think like, I think humans are a lot smarter than sometimes, especially in marketing, than we give them credit for. And I think people can tell when somebody's kind of full of shit, you know? Right. Sorry, for I don't sure. know if I'm allowed to swear in this, but yeah, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that we can tell. And so uh, ev- everything I do, I just try to be 100% honest in it. It's it's also, you know, why I wasn't always the best at sales because I'm like, well, you know, if my heart's not fully in it, I can't, I don't feel right saying it or, you know, I can't convince anybody of anything. But if my heart's in it, I can convince most people of most things which you know is, so, is is so funny alex because as i was kind of prepping for this this week because you and i have tried to do this a couple times i was thinking the other day um i was literally just thinking about like shit why didn't you know you and i both worked at iheart and I, i'm thinking to myself like shit why didn't they figure that out sooner right like why didn't they mm-hmm. figure out what they actually had? And, and which is not an indictment of iHeart. It's an indictment of a lot of companies that don't recognize the power in the employees and maybe that they're in the wrong position. So it's so funny that you say that my heart needs to be in it because I was I was thinking about you the other day getting ready for this going all the stuff you've done since then. It, it's sort of I forget what the book is um, where everything is obvious once someone tells you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and this, you know, this is a perfect example, like seeing the stuff that you do, not only in your personal life, but your professional life, you go, well, yeah, of course she does that. But at the time, <laughs> you know, they were like, no, sell more packages. And you're thinking, and eh, not that one, that one's not going to sell more packages. Let's find something else for her to do. Yeah, I, it is interesting. And, um, I mean, I totally, I, a hundred percent, you know, hindsight's, you just, you see everything so clearly. Yes. So, I think too, um, I, I was, I was 23. I was just out of college and I think I, I didn't even see it. Right. Like I was trying to be this, what I saw success as being. And, you know, like all through school, like school was hard for me because I, I can't like one, I can't be creative in a box. And two, like, I am a very social person. I'm very energetic sitting in a classroom and listening to someone talk at me is really, really difficult. Um, and so I wasn't, I, it had kind of at some points, like my family always loved my creativity and always was so, they're so supportive still even, and, uh, love the things that I come up with, but school and, you know, different influences from there had kind of led me to see like, you know, that side of me isn't, going to make me, you know, successful and it isn't necessarily always good. Right. And then I think too, the fear of seeming like I was just out to get attention was also something that weighed heavy on me. And I think as I've gotten older and more mature and more confident in myself, I've, I actually think this is what caused me to be so confident in myself is that I realized, um, if anybody thinks that I'm just out to get attention, then they don't understand me. And that's not my problem. And that by allowing myself to be free and and be creative and all of that, I'm, I'm, I'm happier. And like, I'm just, you know, I've been putting out all real good energy. I think when you try to like hold that stuff in, you then 
only the negative parts of it come out, right? So, well, yeah, and uh, that, you know, and that's what you know. Uh, kudos to your parents, right? Because that's what they will you'll you'll do a, see a lot of research about child development, and you know, one of the fastest ways to sort of get an adverse reaction from kids is to sort of squelch that part of them that comes out their natural way in which they act because if you have a kid or two kids or seven kids none of them are the same and so you can't just do a rubber stamp which is what we do in education and what we do in you know corporate america is you do this job rubber stamp you do this job rubber stamp and it makes it really difficult for creative people to sort of explore what they're doing and and you know give that energy back to their their employer right yeah i mean and i think i i think it's huge that was what was happening with me when I worked at iHeart and it wasn't anybody's fault because I was also doing it to myself. Sure. You know, I think had I realized and I, had I gone to somebody and said, Hey, I really want to start doing this and this and this, we maybe could have made that happen. But you know, come my, like it was right when I was finishing up my job, I worked there for like four and a half years and I had sort of proposed, like, could I, you know, dabble in sales, but to be more of a creative director. And it was, just, they just weren't in a position where they could execute something like that. So it just was like, okay, I, I could tell that that's where I needed to be at that point. And so, um, yeah, now I'm in a marketing director role and I get to be this all of the time. And, and it's, it makes me so happy and it feels good. And I think like a huge thing for creative people out there is like, it is such a release. Like you feel like you're just like, just expending all of this energy from your body when you get to be creative. And even if it's something as silly as making a post Malone video, you know, sure, it's, yeah. it feels so good. And then I get to see my, you know, young nieces and nephews and my little sister, like look at it and think it's funny and, and be like, Oh, I could be that kind of an adult. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Right. You know? So when, you know, can I ask you a, a, a question about the other side of the creativity and, and I, I have a very specific angle on this. And so, you know, my wife and I have this interesting conversation whenever I have to go do a, a keynote or a webinar or a presentation where I'm doing something for an hour. Um, immediately to your point of like expelling all that energy immediately after that, I'm exhausted, right? I've, I've given all the things and I just want to kind of retreat a little bit and regroup do you find that same sort of when you're doing a large, you know, a large scale project, even like for the hours that you put into the, the Pong video, right? When it's finally done, what's the end feel like for you? Because for me, I want to retreat and sort of be alone for a second and, and catch my breath and regroup and then get back into the world. And I wonder if you have that same sort of process on the other side. Yeah, uh, I do. I'm, I'm very tired afterwards. It's just, you know, it is one of those things that you're just like, oh, I could sleep for a day. <laughs> um, but I'm also like still excited. So if, if it's like a, a full, like, let's say it's like a fully produced video that I have to make that is like, okay, I want to be secluded, but I, there are some people I can be secluded with. I have a really awesome, group of friends that a lot of them really understand me. So if I'm even around them, they can like sense how I'm feeling and, and we can be super chill. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like I have to recharge that energy. Um, and I think it's important to be transparent with people about that. So like, it's great that like, you know, you can go to your wife and say, I did this keynote. I, you know, pushed out all this creative energy that I've had bottled up in me. And now I have to like recharge that 
Um, and I think that recharge process looks different for everybody. For me, it's definitely like, I want to, I like to cook. Like I'll, I'll listen to good music. I'll cook, I'll drink a glass of wine and just lay low. Um, but for other people, it might just be legit sleeping for 12 hours, or it might be, they want to go on a run. I also like the outdoors is great for me to recharge. So I think for people, it's super important and especially creative people. I think it's super important to identify how you recharge um, because, and it's, and it's super important to identify the fact that you need to, and to be able to communicate that because a lot of times people will want to pull you into another environment where, you know, they maybe want some of your energy and you have to be able to be like, I don't have any to give right now. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go lay down. Does that kind of answer your question? Absolutely, my friend. So, I, you know, um, I'm going to let you get back to your work day, but I do want you to let people know where they can follow the, the adventures of Grand Rapids Post Malone. Um, so if, if people want to follow you, is TikTok the best place to do it or Instagram or, or which one do you want them to follow? Yeah. So TikTok is where you'll see all the videos. So the, uh, the handle there is big Al vibes. Um, cause my, my nickname is big Al, but Instagram is kind of where I post more of the pictures. So that's, uh, Al Moran eight, nine. I'll put both of those in the show notes so people can find that stuff. Alex, have awesome. an amazing weekend and thank you for, uh, for hanging out for a little bit. It, it was fun. Yeah. Thanks Eric. It was fun. Thank you for doing this. 